Hello, Pennington AG Church and online listeners. My name is Danny Balala, and you are listening to the Pennington AG Devotional Podcast. I hope your winter hasn't dragged on too much. Personally, I'm excited for spring to come already. For the next few moments, I wanted to share with you some thoughts on a scripture passage that has really stuck with me for a number of years now. Oftentimes, when my son is crying or acting out, it's really because he's looking for attention. Sometimes, it's because I'm on a work call, though I need to admit, sometimes it's because I'm on my phone, mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. In those moments, I'm not meeting his desire to be seen, for his needs to be known, and to be loved. This is true for adults too. When my wife is sharing something with me, and I don't listen or ignore her words, hashtag being scarily vulnerable right now, she's understandably hurt and upset. What I'm communicating in those moments is that she is not seen, known, or loved by me. This might make a lot of sense to us since we all share these desires. The Bible also lets us know that God, too, desires to be seen, known, and loved. We see a great example of this in Exodus 33 between Moses and God. Let me give some context before we jump into the word. Moses has just spent time with God receiving the law, specifically starting with the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. The first commandment talks about how we are not to worship any other gods or idols, that God is a jealous God, and we are to worship him and him alone. So, of course, when we jump ahead to Exodus 32 and Moses is coming down from that mountain with the law, we encounter the golden calf event. Obviously, the people have infuriated God, and he begins to unleash a plague, and it's clear that this is only just a beginning. After all, God literally just told Moses the Ten Commandments, and the first one, the very first one, was against idol worship. Kind of says something when that's the first commandment, and it's the first one the nation breaks post-Moses receiving them. But I digress. When we arrive in Exodus 33, we see a desperate Moses coming before an angry Lord. Let's read. Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked, because I am pleased with you and know you by name. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. Moses goes before the Lord on behalf of his people. He intercedes, begs, pleads with God. His approach is not by making excuses for the people. Rather, he brings before the Lord what he's come to learn. God's own character, God's own works, and God's own promises made to Moses and his people. See, Moses and God, they've been through a lot together. They've spoken with each other, confronted Pharaoh, liberated an enslaved nation, parted a sea, led said nation, and have even established a government and rule of law. You know, normal everyday interactions with God. Through these interactions and conversations, though, Moses has gotten to know God. He's learned about God's character, his heart for his people, his heart for justice and righteousness. Moses has come to experience God's love for his people, 
the same love that saw their oppression and heard their cries, and then performed miracle upon miracle in response. Moses has also come to love his own people, who God called him to lead with intensity. It's why he dares to go before the Almighty and intercede on their behalf. Further, he tells the Lord, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. He tells God, If they're punished, then I'm in there too. It's a complete package. As Moses pleads, we see God respond, I will go with you. I will give you rest. I will do the very thing that you have asked. And yet Moses doesn't stop there. Fueled with passion and having just gone through all the memories, thoughts, and truths about God that Moses has come to know and experience, he asks something that seems incredibly out of the blue and even risky. Now show me your glory. Moses is swept up in his own love and desire for God, and it leaves him with an increased love and desire that longs to actually see God's glory. And God honors the request, giving Moses a set of instructions on how he will reveal just a glimpse of his glory, walking past him through a crack in the rocks, specifically in a way that will also not overwhelm and kill Moses. God sees Moses' love for his people, but he also sees his love for God. Despite the nation breaking the law, God responds to Moses' love for him. Because that's really what God wants, to be seen, to be known, to be loved. That's why the, the first commandment exists in the first place. It was God sharing his greatest desire to be loved by his people, even revealing plainly his own jealousy. The people had decided to take their love elsewhere. But this love for God is what Moses possessed. It's what he offered. And he demonstrated it alongside his love for the people he is a part of and leads. We know what it's like to have that desire to be seen, heard, and loved. We all share that desire. Fortunately, I have some excellent news. God sees us, he knows us, and he loves us. Enough to send Jesus to live and die for us. God also has these desires, and we can meet them by spending time in his word, in prayer, in silence and stillness, or even in chaos. We can invite more of him into our lives and find more and more things to love about God. So as we part ways, I leave you with a question. How can you let God more into your life today? How can you let your love grow and grow so that, ultimately, both of the desires in your heart and in God's heart can be met abundantly? I pray that this message would encourage you and deepen your heart and love for the Lord. May God bless you today, and may the peace of Jesus rest on you this week. Thank you.